episode number 89 of the New York Pages podcast in partnership with Inside the Rink. I'm your host, Jacob Berkowitz, and I'm alongside Nicholas Luca, where I will not be around today. We're going to be discussing players and things in general that have lived up to the hype and reached expectations, and some that haven't. Also, Luca talks about Barbenheimer. Obviously, no spoilers. But first, just want to let you guys know to go to InsideTheRink.com slash ESPN to subscribe to ESPN Plus to watch games and more. And yeah, let's get to it. And we are back. Luca, how's it going? It's go. I'm I'm actually I'm doing pretty good right now. I had a rough weekend, but I'm doing pretty good right now. Uh, you know, it's we're in the middle of the summer right now. We had the Keandre signing last week. There's really no news. There's nothing going on except except Barbenheimer came out last week. Barbie and Oppenheimer. I went and saw it on Thursday because Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I was completely. I was completely booked. And so today's theme of the episode is going to be blockbuster. Okay. So you had two huge movies that came out and quite frankly, lived up to the fucking hype. They were both Oppenheimer. I thought was blew everything out of the water. It was amazing. It was so fucking good. Um, it was insane. Uh, spoiler. They dropped the bomb. Um, it works. Um, and yeah, so that's, that's Oppenheimer. Um, Barbie was really funny. That, yeah, that's about it. It was really fucking funny. Um, so basically, th- I'm not gonna, I can't really talk about any, I, much more of either of the movies because obviously, the, you know, it's only been one weekend and half the people wanting to go see Oppenheimer want to wait to see it in like the IMAX 70 millimeter. And, and those tickets are like now mid August for some place because there's only 19 of those theaters in the entire freaking country. Um, so I don't want to like really get into details about the movies itself. Um, but this week's episode, we're going to kind of have a blockbuster segment and just talk about two Rangers that lived up to the hype, uh, either coming into the Rangers after they were drafted by the Rangers, whatever it is, doesn't matter. It could be, you know, it's just two players that lived up to actual hype or didn't live up to the hype um, and crashed and burned. Uh, and then two things. It could be a, a, a movie, it could be people, it could be an athlete, it could be whatever, that also did live up to the hype or didn't live up to the hype. Um, and did I miss anything, Bert? Did I, did I explain that pretty good? Yeah, no. That's All right. uh, so, basically it. Yeah, I'm going to start off with mine just in hopes that I stole one of Berkey's. Um, just to piss him off. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's That's not here. Someone's got to do it. Yeah, it's pretty obvious if if you're talking about the Rangers who lived up to the hype more than Mark Messier, winning four cups and then getting traded, coming over here and being the captain and then doing everything he did in the entire run to the cup that year. If it wasn't for Brian Leach, who also could make a very fair argument because he was a top 10 pick who more than exceeded the hype. Um if it wasn't for Leach, Messier probably would have won the consummate that year. Uh, or, you know, it could have been Richter too. But, you know, uh, for someone who comes in and is the captain immediately, basically, uh, there's a lot of pressure on that. Uh, and we've all seen it in many sports. Athletes sometimes crumble when they get to New York. Um, it's not an easy place to play. Uh, but if you do and you win – you're pretty much lauded hero for the rest of your life, like Messier is. So, um, I, that's that's my number one. Berkey, who's your number one? 
speaking of players uh, regarding the pressure of New York, I didn't do 1994 era because I was worried mine was going to be taken. So yeah, I kept it. I kept it to current. Um, Rick Nash, he did not obviously meet expectations uh, coming in. He was supposed to be this every season 40 goal scorer. He only scored more than 30 goals once, which is, you know, 42, obviously, in 2015. But every other year, I mean, he didn't even hit 70 points. And while he was more than just the goal scorer, he was a great two-way forward. He was, he showed up every night. And I mean, the amount of posts he hit, it, it was ridiculous. It put Capo Caco to shame. Uh, but I mean, going into that, you really thought he was going to be that goal scorer that, you know, that game breaker the Rangers needed. And he wasn't. And to top it all off, he did not perform in the playoffs at all. Um, that That's basically it. I mean, 2015, he had five goals and eight assists for 14 points in those that playoff run. It sounds good, but it was wildly inconsistent. And a lot of those goals or assists were in garbage time. Um, a few of them did matter, but for what's expected out of him, he definitely did not. Listen, I, I'm a Rick Nash fan because I, I just loved his game. The fact that he showed up every night and he always did something. It was just he never finished and he never actually ended up being what we wanted him to be. Um, yeah, that's my first one. Yeah. And it's it's funny that I went positive and you went negative. Oh, yeah, uh, straight up. You know, that's I mean, shocker, shocker. But, well, you know um, what? You know, actually, who did love, live up to the hype? Pavel Butchnevich. Oh, wait, we traded him. I'm sorry. I I just I just saw a bunch of times. You, you, okay, I just saw a bunch of times on Twitter. You can't say that a third round pick lived up to the hype because like no, 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 after, no. I'm like, saying coming into uh, after in after the KHL because uh, he put up incredible numbers and the, the reason why I'm saying this no it's because yesterday it was the in that day of the year uh, that we traded him and like I saw tweets all day about it and I'm just like yeah yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's it's. I mean, like to me, well, like know, we, we, I know we buried this into the ground, but you know, I yeah, had no, a, I mean, it's, I had to see it all over Twitter yesterday. Like, so for a third round pick, yeah. Um, but hey, Rick Nash, we got we got Ryan Lindgren out of it, so it, it all in the Rick Nash deal. We got Paul Butchnevich. Yeah, and then we got uh, we traded Angel out of it eventually. We traded the pick that turned into Pavel Butchnevich the same day of the year as when we traded Pavel Butchnevich. Yesterday was the anniversary of the Rick Nash deal and the Pavel Butchnevich trade. So that's, that's, that's kismet. Um, I'm going to switch to my other, I'm going to switch to my other Ranger. Um, It's extremely hard to live up to the hype that people have thrown at you for years when you're marinating in a different league, kind of like what we were just talking about with Butchnevich. Uh, and then you come in and replace a Hall of Famer. Oh and no, I knew it. I, it's 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 really impossible to uh live up to that height and exceed it, and then win a Vesna in your second season. I believe it was. Uh, obviously, I'm talking about Igor Shosturkin. Like that is one of the more impressive things he's done, and we haven't hit the ceiling yet with him. Uh, so it's really exciting to see what he's capable of doing this young in his career. Um, and I mean, it, it, 
like you could talk about Longquist like living up to expectations, especially in the playoffs and stuff. Um, but Longquist is a seventh round pick. Like those are literally just lottery balls that you're playing with. And obviously one of them hit. Shisterkin was a fourth round pick. So it's obviously again, it's not like it's all the like lauded pressure that a first round pick comes with, but to live up to the hype of being one of the best goalies in the KHL, uh, winning multiple, I forget what the the championship is out there with uh, with Scott. Uh, oh. You know, he won multiple championships. Uh, he's basically the second, the heir apparent to Andre Vasilevsky. If it wasn't for Vasilevsky, he would be the starting goalie for Team Russia. Um, so to live up to all that hype and and you know, know exceed it in a way. Cup? Yeah, the get. I was gonna say I was I was gonna, I was gonna almost call it the Shosturkin Cup. It's the Gargarin Cup, whatever yeah. the hell it's called. Um, yeah, I mean, he he really has lived up and exceeded expectations, uh, which is extremely hard to do, especially when you're replacing a Hall of Famer. Uh, yeah, so because you stole mine, uh, I had a backup just in case. So nice. Um, the next one is Artemi Panarin. Uh, this is, I agree. I, I, he, I, I actually almost put him on too. The thing is, like, I don't know. This might sound like a contradiction. I don't know if it's possible how you could have possibly the best Rangers. UFA signing in history and at the same time still question if he met expectations because the one thing left on his resume is producing in the playoffs look this is New York no one's ever fucking happy with anything you do you know what I mean no, like, no but to, it, it, like, is, it sucks it it, really it's one is. thing like, if he was like you know playing like an average second liner like okay fine he's not playing to what he's supposed to but at least he's you know someone he had two assists in seven games again this season everyone sucked right you, you, yeah. you kind of could chalk it up to that but the season before at if you look at the on the surface the stats uh it was in 20 games it was six goals and 10 assists uh for 16 points now that sounds pretty solid but if you look about how they he got those goals um when he got those goals you know a lot of those goals were either on the power play of just Mika bombs um and even strength wise i believe i'm looking at it right now and i can't find it the point was that it, even strength wise it was not great either he's got to produce more in the playoffs if the rangers you know have a chance to go all the way regular season absolutely met the hype 90 point seasons he didn't have out of three seasons i'm sorry out of four seasons he had three 90 point seasons or plus 90 point seasons and the only one he didn't was the year after COVID, that shortened season. Yeah. So, I mean, this is this is the really, did, but this is the this is the funny part. He's played four seasons. One of them was a fifty-two or fifty-six game season. So three. But full that seasons. was that was also the year yeah. that you know was him in Russia. So he was out of the lineup for True. a couple. Of, okay. Regardless, he played three full seasons and like half of one. Okay. The he's played 27 playoff games. And he was over a partner if, game in that one. He also. Yeah. So if we're talking about someone who's lived up to the hype in four complete seasons, basically uh, and exceeded expectations, smashed expectations. He's by far the best 
Regular season wise, he destroyed it. Yeah. And then there's 27 playoff games where he doesn't live up to the hype and people freak out. And I get it. That's the most important thing, too. I I understand playoffs are the most important, but we're going to talk about 27 games versus like what? Close to 300. Uh, And I understand the frustration, but no one played good this year. So, like, I feel like this year it's almost like you're just tossing it out. Like, no, but I'm saying that's why I mentioned last year also. No, I, I understand. Um, I understand he didn't play good last year either, but like, it's I I do think that. Um, no, no I, get, I get what you're saying. Like, you know, yeah, whatever three hundred games or whatever, how many it was, you know, he dominated the league. Uh, it's just that you know, those hyped players, they're the ones that you know pull through in the biggest moments, and he did it once last year, but. They can't just be it. You gotta produce no, a lot I, more. I look, I, I understand that it's 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 literally like it's it's a very difficult thing to kind of it's it's an interesting conversation. I'll I'll leave it at that. It's an interesting conversation because I I do think that if he has one good playoff, like Alex Rodriguez had one good playoff, it, it changes the right, entire it, it could change everything. Yeah. It changes the entire narrative. Like who the hell cares? Like you know, it's funny. Like, yeah, Mark. We just talked about Mark Messier. Mark Messier had he won five cups. I guarantee you, there's a stretch of 27 games in Mark Messier's playoff career where he didn't play great. You know what I mean? Uh, obviously, points were you know going off the board like candy in the 80s and early 90s. So maybe maybe that's not exactly the best case. But my point is, the players who have succeeded in the playoffs probably have had a stretch where 27 games. Uh, wasn't their best. Uh, and there's probably, you know, I'd love to, if someone can kind of tweet at us, uh, throw a player who struggled the first few kicks of the can in the playoff. And then kind of definitely were out. a few and showed yeah. after a while, you know, adjusting their game. Like, I don't doubt he could do it. I a hundred percent think yeah. he can do it. But as, as of this point, you know, if you were to tell me regular season, absolutely blow it out of the water, yeah. just, but playoffs is, you know, the most important time where you need your game breakers to perform. And he, he hasn't done that yet. He did one yep. incredible overtime goal, but you know, that was it. We'll see. We'll see what happens now. Now, now we get to the fun part though. So we're going to go to the wild cards and two things that have lived up to the hype. Me, number one, I'm going Tiger Woods. The guy was like lauded as the second coming basically in the late nineties and was unbelievable, unbelievable for the first, like what, like 12 years of his career, basically like he was unstoppable. Um, the HBO documentary on tiger is awesome. Go ahead and watch it. It is fucking awesome. Uh, and you just get to see the fierce competitor that he is. And also like, quite frankly, he's a bit of a psychopath. Uh, when it comes to being competitive, it is nuts. Uh, but you know, to have all that pressure on you uh, and live up to the hype and exceed it, like it, it really was. It's it's really it's impressive. It's 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 LeBron esque. It's Jordan esque, but it's better than LeBron because LeBron, I don't think, is nearly as competitive as Tiger. If LeBron had half of what Tiger had, I think LeBron would undoubtedly be the goat. But. Uh, I don't think it's even remotely close. 
Um, so yeah, I've gone Tiger Woods is my number one on that list. All right. So I'm going to skip my number one for now because I think I'm actually going to switch it. But so I'm going to go to my number two. Um, it's a movie and I don't think it gets enough credit, even though it gets an incredible amount. It's just still not enough. And this was still a couple of years ago. Uh, Avengers Endgame, the amount of hype it had going in and to execute it like that, those type of movies are always a letdown, not because the movies are bad, but be, but people's expectations are just, you know, impossible standards. And I think personally, they met them and more, uh, which is, I don't know how you do, but they did it. Again, I know when Brett uh, was here, I said, if there was, you know, top Marvel movies, Endgame wouldn't actually be the top because I don't consider it its own uh, movie exactly because it's, it's kind of it's, just it's like, not, a, it's, not a, like a, it's not like a solo iteration but that's it's it's tough because like i get what you're saying what they did to basically land the plane that was like 16 films basically as like a, like think of it as like a tv show it's like they landed the plane on a 16 season tv show and it was satisfying, and you had all these moving parts, all these different actors. Uh, it, it really was impressive the way they landed the plane. So I, I do get what you're saying with that. I, I, that's a good one. I like that a lot. And also when you had that many favorite characters in, what was it, two and a half hours, and you want to do justice for all of them, it is so yeah. hard to do. Because there are so many times where people are upset, oh, this character didn't get enough screen time, or that character, they didn't do justice um and they did it they yeah yeah i uh, that's that's a good one i like that um i'm gonna stick with movies for my next one and kind of go with uh a similar theme uh that i went with tiger woods he was kind of lauded as like and again like you know the second coming the the next big thing um and he was so young when he made his breakthrough that like it's it's really hard to make a breakthrough in the film industry as a director in your early 20s uh just because there's so many things that you have to do uh and to get movies uh greenlit at that age is is nuts it's it's really impossible uh but steven spielberg his first big studio movie was jaws and it literally created the modern day blockbuster, what we're talking about right now, just blockbuster in general. Uh, and he's continually just like set the bar even higher and higher and higher and higher for himself. I mean, the 80s was like dominated by him. The 90s, I mean, he had a stretch where he was like, he had Jurassic Park. And it, it, it's just, it's it was, it's incredible. And he's just literally spanned like what? Uh, it's he's going on like six decades of work right now so it's it's just it's just nuts the longevity and uh the ability to kind of do art house and blockbuster at the same time so like he really has lived up to the hype and more um so yeah i would i would throw i would throw him in there um yeah i don't know what would uh what would your last one be I feel like I'm forgetting like a big one that if you would tell me in an hour, I'm like, oh, shoot, this would have been an incredible one. But 
Uh, I cannot think of it right now. So mine is going to be very plain. Uh, but still, uh, it's Connor McDavid. Uh, to live up to the hype the way that's that he not, has. No, no, no. That's not like that is literally the definition. It, it's of no, but it, it's just like everyone's answer would be that you kind of want to go like, you know, more of a unique route, but whatever. I'm not saying it's a terror. I'm not saying it's a bad choice. I'm just saying, you know, I would have preferred a better uh, option, but Connor McDavid, I mean, I don't know. I mean, are there really maybe how many players like him came into the league with that, those expectations and actually pull through and the expectations were, you know, this is the next Crosby or, you know, yeah, I mean, like you could literally count on one hand, like Gretzky, Lebeau, Crosby, uh, McDavid. Now, I'd, I'd, you have to throw Matthews into that. Um, I wouldn't just because I mean, yeah, you have one sixty goal season, but I wouldn't put him with those. I mean, like, look, I'm, you, I'm not going to say he's in the same breath as Lemieux, Gretzky. Crosby, but if we're talking about someone living up to the hype of being the number one pick, he came in and scored like what five goals his first game as like an eighteen, like an eighteen year old, like, and he's he hasn't stopped. He's been a superstar from the get go. So I, if, if you know what I mean, like right. I, I get what you're saying. Like he's not McDavid. That's not what I'm saying. But like living up to the hype of of what oh, he did in Toronto, you, yeah. living up to the hype and and being in especially Toronto, especially in Toronto. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, it's, it's very similar to living up to the hype that Messi did in New York, you know? I mean, McDavid, he had 153 points this season. That, 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 yeah, he doesn't – he's not slowing down. Those type of points no one really thought would happen in the cap era. I mean, maybe, but, like, no one – it's insane. Yeah. And the only really time he, he didn't have a 100-point season after his rookie year was the 19-20-20 season – where he played 64 games and had 97 points, three points off. And then in the shortened COVID, uh, after COVID season in 2020 to 2021, in 56 games, he had 105 points. It's nuts. I mean, sure. I, I wish just like everyone else and probably the NHL also that he'd be doing this beside uh, anywhere else but Edmonton. But um yeah, I mean, look, it'd be it'd be great, but also like it would just be great if it'd be helpful. They actually that, are good at marketing. Yeah, and I also think that like exposing, obviously, like I've talked about it before, but exposing different markets to different players, like I think it you you it would serve everyone well to mix up the uh, like who really cares format. about the Battle of Alberta besides yeah. Calgary and Edmonton fans. Like, they try to hype it up, but, like, I'm sorry, I, I, I'm, you know, in New York. Why, why do I care? You know? Yeah. I just – I would rather see just really good players play against really good players. Like, I – like, I, 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 I get it. Like, it'd be cool to, like, see that every now and then. But, like, I think the way that things can happen more organically if you have just a straight one through eight or even a one through 16, like I've mentioned many times before, uh, I think that would help the league a lot uh, in just terms of growing because you're, you're going to get – it's ex- new things are exciting. When you switch shit up and you get new matchups all over the, the map of the league, it, it makes it more interesting and more exciting. 
to get like a Rangers Edmonton first round series like that'd be fucking nuts. That'd be wild. Um, not that I want to see that happen because that would suck to play McDavid in the first round. But like, you get my point. You, to expose people to different players is kind of what they are failing tremendously at. And there's no need to talk about that further because everyone freaking knows. No, we, we always rant about this for yeah, yeah, maybe 30 minutes. Now, what, what was the hell that McDavid's contract again? Uh, yeah, he has three more seasons, uh, 12.5. I mean, if you were him, would you stay? I mean, anything could happen in three years, but why would I? I wouldn't. I, 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 I wouldn't look look if if they if they can't get their shit together and surround me with better people I would leave um I I also think that as the Rangers you have a lot of cap coming up in those three years oh, like Panarin's contract Panarin's contract I know I've already thought about it though. I mean I mean oh, everyone's thought about it I mean Panarin's contract comes up Truba and Kreider are movable uh, at that point, so you, you there is going to be that option or that that possibility. Um, so that's that's something to one hundred percent at least think about uh, or hope about, dream about if you want to get your heart broken again, um, like so many of us do every year. But yeah, I think that that kind of that kind of does it for our blockbuster episode. Um, I, I mean, there's no question, by the way. If he does hit the market, there's no question yeah. the Rangers would be in it because, yeah, no, as you yeah. said, it aligns with all the expiring contracts or the no trade clauses coming off and they could definitely do it. And I will absolutely have that hope just to be crushed. And, yeah. you know, obviously anything could happen in three years. Like what happens if they win a cup next year? Right. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it changes everything. So anything can happen in these three years. But at the same time, you can't not think about it in the back of your head because of you know how it's being played out in Edmonton um yeah yeah I look I think that does it for our blockbuster episode um do you have a the pop turkey I, I do not I do not no I was asking you but um, uh, no I, that's a negative ghost rider I, I definitely don't um I my brain's a little fried right now I just worked about like 40 hours uh in the past uh three days so i'm just a little tired uh but yeah i mean honestly i think uh all i can say is go watch barbenheimer uh if you're gonna do both in the same day like i did see oppenheimer last uh because after you watch it you're just gonna want to sit back have a cigar maybe a glass of whiskey and just contemplate the earth <laughs> It's all, it's all it's all i can say it's just you it's it's it is so fucking good um so couldn't is there a specific it order because i was told i saw online not to go to i don't know people were i might be remembering this wrong but people said i went to this movie first and then this one and then like it i don't remember i forget what, about it uh, what? order to go in the movies I'm, I'm probably not gonna go to Honestly, I'd go to Oppenheimer and that's it. But uh Yeah, no, I mean like I look, I mean Barbie's not made for it's not like marketed. But it's just like guys. why not? <laughs> yeah, I mean like honestly, it's 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 a funny movie. It's smart. It's actually really it's the concept and the plot is pretty funny. Uh it's 
I'm not going to sit here and say it's the greatest movie I've ever seen because it's not. But like, it's it's funny. It does what it's supposed to do. It entertains you. Um, Oppenheimer is a five star movie. It just fucking it it fucks from beginning to end, and it's three hours, and it just goes. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I honestly I can't recommend it enough. Christopher Nolan should. He's going to be get nominated. Uh, what's his name? Mur- Cillian Murphy's going to get nominated. It's just can't recommend it enough. Obviously, this is a Rangers podcast, but we're in the middle of summer, so we have nothing else to talk about right now. Quite frankly, uh, uh, we're still on. Hopefully, hopefully we will soon if yeah certain things work out. Yeah, but you know, we'll uh, yeah that 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 does it. Yep. So thanks to the listeners, and uh, we'll see you next time.